Welcome to the Showcase Podcast, where we discuss real stories with young business owners and like-minded people. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today we got on uh, a young principal owner of uh, a real estate agency in Rockhampton. Uh, we've known this person uh, from growing up. We used to play a bit of touch footy together. So uh, yeah, welcome Riley Neaton. Thank you boys. How you going, man? Yeah, good. It's good to be back. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, just a little backstory for everyone. We've been trying to tee this up for about a year, so... <laughs> <laughs> Finally happens. Finally happens, which is good. So, no, nah, thanks for coming on today, man. I would just sort of going to go through today. So Riley's got a bit of a journey, just how we come from a trade background and then transition his career. And then in, later on in the podcast, we're also going to go through um, just a little bit of uh, tips and tricks for people who might want to get into the property market, whether it's an investment or buying a first home. Um, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll see where it takes us along the way. So um, I guess maybe just for everyone, just do a little bit of an intro on who you are and, and sort of what you're doing at the moment. Um, and then we'll go from there, man. Sweet. Uh, Riley Neaton, obviously, uh, Ray White, um, Rockhampton. Uh, that's where I work and 25 years old. Um, pretty much started real estate uh, four and a half years ago. Uh, originally a carpenter, so I did a school-based apprenticeship. I uh, went to Emmaus um, here in Rocky. And then uh, from there, um, started when I was 15, went through um, did a trade and then became site manager and then pretty much got over into real estate. And now I'm here. I'm actually director now. So 50-50 business, uh, business owner with David and yeah, loving it. It's good. Yeah, sweet, man. Well, I guess talk to people, uh, talk us through how that sort of worked out. I guess, did you always sort of have a idea in mind that you want to go to real estate or when you're done your building trade, was there, you know, was there something there that you went, oh, this is not for me in the end or... Yeah, um, it all probably started, I don't know, when I was 13, I really, I started Bunnings actually, I was working there and um, I know a few people worked there. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it started there and then from, I uh, got a trade uh, when I was 15, land job at James Kelly, started an apprenticeship and then I know school wasn't really, I liked school for the social side, that was probably about it, didn't yeah. really like the learning side, I wasn't going to go to university, I was never smart enough, I'll admit that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, pretty much started my trade when I was 15 and then um, did three days a week school based and um, then carried on, did my two days at school and then um, yeah, pretty much did that right through to grade 12, um, then finished my trade and yeah, pretty much didn't really have real estate in mind at all. Um, I was just working one day and like I could see the old guys around me that are like 60 plus and <laughs> fuck that. I don't <laughs> want to be doing that. Yeah. And um, Was that motivation for you to see that and go, fuck, that's not really what I want to end up being? Yeah, that's probably what it was, I guess. And I didn't really know if I wanted to be in real estate. And honestly, even when I applied for it, I was like, I didn't even really know what they did as a job. 100%. I obviously knew they sold property and I was pretty interested in property at that stage. And having that carpentry background really helped. Um, but David actually sold his parents' home probably 12 months prior. And um, yeah, I was actually doing a job at the Empire and one of the other real estate agent um, principals in Rocky hit me up and said, oh, I should come have a chat and interview. And I was like, oh, right, I'll do it. So I rocked up in my tradie clothes. <laughs> had <laughs> the a old chat. high viz. <laughs> yeah, high viz. Uh, had a chat and yeah, had to think about it. And I don't know, I just didn't get the vibe when I actually went for the interview at that place. And I was like, well, the job sounded pretty cool. Like yep. something I could do. Um, and I was thinking about other things, like I did a diploma in project management as well. Um, 
So I was doing that at the same time. I was like, oh, maybe I'd be a project manager. And I just did, really didn't know. Like I, I knew early on I wanted to be a carpenter. And then I got into the trade and then started doing it more and more. And I was like, not for me. This ain't for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I enjoyed it. And it was good with the banter and the boys. And then I started, uh, went into like a site manager role and I enjoyed that. And then um, I wanted to obviously go higher and go further. And that's why I started looking at project manager and studied that for a year and a bit. Um, did diploma, finished it. Um, and then, yeah, it was like, okay, maybe something else might be. And like, what can I do? And I was trying to talk to my parents and stuff. And mum and dad were a bit, they were probably a bit against me getting into real estate only because like my auntie did real estate for quite a while yep. and um it was just the long hours and they saw that and they're like and like it does tear apart a lot of families um real estate agents like i could name multiple just because of the hours just the time input time yeah, yeah that's the biggest thing is like time and also um like your phone does not stop yeah and like you're going to a holiday like emily and i went away just the other week and like driving to it sundays we would have had 40 calls on the way up and She's good with it, but like yeah. a lot of people are probably like, just fucking throw the thing. Yeah, it's one of those roles where business never sleeps. And like, if you're taking a call at eight, 10 o'clock at night, you take it because like that's a part of the job. Yeah, 100%. And that's the thing. Like, oh, that's probably going to be something in the future I'll have to deal with. Like, obviously, having kids and everything like that would be a bit harder, but it's something to work with. But that's a bit of a tangent where the question was. No, no, no. Yeah, that's, that's how I got into it. Yeah, that's fine, man. And just backtrack a little bit there. So, your first interaction with David was that only through him selling your parents house or did you have a relationship with him prior no no relationship at all just selling mum and dad's house and then um, i was actually working at clermont at that stage so i didn't really even get to see him too much or talk to him i was i met him we actually were running an auction campaign on our parents home and um, it was just on auction day i literally saw him and had a chat to him for two seconds and that was about it and then nothing really came of it and um yeah when i did the interview with the other agency um, just didn't get the vibe and yep. I don't know I'm fairly big off that like even when I interview people now for jobs I'm like mm, have they got it just yes yeah, or no. trust your gut on it yeah 100% yep. that's what I do day in day out now yeah um, and then yeah so sort of sat back and then Emily and I actually backtrack again <laughs> is um, I got the shits with the job I was doing out of town um, this is still on the tools yeah yeah still on the tools and I said to him like look I'm going on a holiday I'm done I'm like, so um, pretty much it was on the Thursday. I rang Emily and said, hey, you're right to have two weeks off because I've just booked a holiday in Japan. <laughs> uh, and no joke, we jumped on the plane the next day and um, yeah, went to Japan two weeks. And while we we're over in Japan, David advertised for an associate to work directly for him. And I had no resume, nothing at this stage. So I'm like, mm, what am I going to do? And the old boy actually sent me a message and he said, hey, just let me know David's advertised. And I said to mum and dad previous, I was like, if there's ever a job, come up with david that's probably the only place i'd go yeah. um to because when you first met him did you get a good vibe yeah. from him or like good energy just good, and good energy like just nice genuine bloke like down to earth um and he was sort of the top of the industry and that's why i want like if i wanted to learn it was going to be from the best yeah um so yeah so i applied for the job and um i said to david i said look i know your application said so they closed on i don't know whatever date it was and i was home like five days after it um so i said to him like look mate i'll get off the plane i'll come so um, pretty much got off the plane. Mum dropped me to Ray White. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to get in some nice clothes. I was in Brisbane <laughs> coming back and, um, yeah, met up with him and, yeah. So you much. took the initiative to go actually see him face-to-face, -face, not just submit a resume or, or was that a part of the application? You had to go in and see him? Oh, I um, I submit my resume and then I um, shot him actually. It was a message. On, I think it was like Messenger or somewhere. <laughs> I was like back of when I was first sort of – and I just showed a message and said, hey, and then wrote a little thing and said – 
can I come and see you? Like super keen for the job. Can I have a chat? And he yeah. had no idea who I was. And he tells him today, he's like, I didn't even know who Riley was. He said he that knew me. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so pretty much rolled in and had an interview with David and his assistant at the time, Amy. And um, yeah, pretty much spoke to him and told him a whole lot of jargon, obviously. And yeah. he said, mate, you got the job. Do you want to start in like two weeks? And I said, yep, you yeah. beauty. So Yeah, that's crazy. So you just... I guess to backtrack to where you were at just with the building industry, like you just, you decided then and there, you're like, this is not for me. Like, yeah, it was probably, um, I just, I was working out of town a fair bit and it was something like, it was good working out of town. I enjoyed it, but I couldn't see long-term there. And I just didn't, couldn't see clear on my path of like where I was actually going to go to and what I wanted to be. Um, and that's what I just, I was pretty much out on the job thinking, no, yeah. I can't do this. I don't want to be working out in the summer my whole life. There's got to be easier ways to make a living. And um, yeah, and then the company that I was working for at the stage um, wasn't really prepared for this job. And I just said, and they're like, oh, I'll just sit around the site for two weeks and it'll be all there. Did you start time. a project management role after you'd done that diploma? Um, no, I didn't. Yep. No, so I never got into that. And that's somewhere, if I didn't get into real estate, I probably would be today, yep. I'm thinking. Yep. Um, probably that project management because I had an interest in like managing bigger jobs. Yep. Um, and yeah, so I was just pretty much sitting on side and then they said, oh, the gear's not going to be there for two weeks. Just chill out at Clermont. I'm like, mm, this ain't the best place <laughs> to be. There's nothing to do at Clermont. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> no, thank you. There's one pub. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just said, look, I'll, I'm going to go on two weeks holiday. So I just pretty much on the Thursday, drove back Thursday night and jumped on the plane Friday afternoon and headed to New Zealand, went snowboarding for two weeks. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. And then when you got back, did you just tell them, look, like this isn't working out? Yeah, I was honest to them. And like, obviously, like all people too, they try and retain the staff and yep. throw more money. And like, and at this stage, like I was going from a job um, that was paying like 100,000 um, being a site manager for the building company. And I went back to working for David for 40. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I really didn't care about the money at this stage. Like I had a little bit behind me at this stage, like like not much, but like just had enough to like, I worked out, if I'm gonna have a crack at real estate. I got two years. Yeah. If I make it, I make it. If I won't, I walk away saying I had a really good go. And yeah. um, that's pretty much where it all. Yeah, I think off. that's actually an important takeaway when anyone goes into something new, like you got to say you actually had a crack at it. And even if it doesn't work out, you can say, look, I gave it my best. Yeah. And, and it's really good. Yeah. Definitely. Just keep your head high. That's like you got to, everyone fails in life. And honestly, that's where it makes you as a person, I guess. Yep. Uh, and I think another important takeaway is, I guess, taking a step back to, to take, yeah, multiple steps forward. Like at the time, someone might have been in that same position and went, oh, I can't live off this uh, this new salary. But I mean, you, you, you fast track a couple of years now um, and you probably think it's the best decision you ever made. Oh, definitely. And that's the, and a lot of people, I think with new jobs and that want to get into the industry, like I know I tell them from the start, I'm like, it is like the highest paid hard work and the lowest paid easy work. And that's what real estate is to a T. Yeah. Like if you want to be the best in the industry and like in that top like 1%, you can get paid astronomical sort of money. If you want to be the laziest person around, like, mate, you can come, like real estate, I can go to work one day a week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but not, not going to get much out of that, are you? <laughs> I'd eat two minute noodles. <laughs> like you only get paid when you sell something. So yeah, yeah okay. it's one of those industries. So it's really industry where your hard work does pay off. You put in the long hours, you commit at the start and then it's sort of obviously that builds your portfolio and, and mm. the experience in selling and yeah. Yeah, that's right. And that's sort of what real estate is. You've got to put yourself out there and there's a lot of haters along the way and it's one of those things. It's like 
a lot of people probably don't know you who you are as a person. They probably just see you on Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that, or you go away on a holiday and they're like, oh, he's a wanker and has no idea. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it's they don't see the hours behind of like you're working like 15, 16 hour days and you're working Sundays and your phone rings at 10 o'clock at night and six o'clock Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Um, no, that's a that's a good little story there. And also, I guess someone wanting to get into real estate, like what are the first steps you took? Like you obviously got that start with David. Um, did you have to do like a real estate course or yeah, walk us through that? Um, yeah, so you've got to do your real estate license. That there can take roughly like five days um, to do that or we can do it online, takes over a little bit longer. Um, once you've got your real estate license, you can pretty much start selling property. And that, that's where like it's super easy to get entry level into it, but it's just finding the right people around you. Like I know that if I went to the agency when I first did my interview, um, I probably would have fell on my face um, yeah. fairly quickly because it didn't have the support or like learning how to do it. Because when you get into real estate, and I tell all the guys, like we've got, well, since I've started, we've probably had like six or seven new people start and I always tell them is like, okay, your first six months, you're going to feel useless literally yeah you sit around and you're like shit what am i meant to be doing and it's just like you've got to watch because there's so many parts of the transaction and there's yeah. like you don't know what you're going to do because there's so much free time within the day yeah but you've got to fill it with like most productive things and it's like your time is so important um so that's where like for the new people i tell them look you're going to feel useless just listen to what i say if i got we got to do this here do that just so really, they just got to absorb everything. That's, that's it. Yep. And then one day it just clicks and you're like, I know exactly what to do. So that's why I know if I went down the other path of like going for someone that just jumped into the industry, like a lot of people do, yep. you'd nearly fall on your face because you're like, you don't know where to start because there's so many pieces of pie because people are like, oh, I need to be on Instagram, Facebook. I need to be letterbox dropping. I need to be door knocking. I'm trying to get data. It's just like so much. I'm like, where do you start? Yeah. And that's why working out at David was really good. He's like, and he told me the same thing. He's like, Mate, just follow what I do and just listen to what I say and I'll you'll be sweet. I'm like, okay, cool. So pretty much did that and I worked for David for eighteen months and um and then went out on my own and when I went out on my own as like my own sales agent within our office, David's like, You're ready and I'm like, mm, I'm not. I'm only twenty two and I have no idea. <laughs> and he's like, Mate, you do it, you're going. And like that was the day from when I've like stopped getting paid a wage. Yeah. Like I had that safety net of like my forty grand a year to um if you don't sell, you don't make bank. You don't make bank. <laughs> <laughs> go back to being on the tools. And all I, I used to drive past job sites and I used to go see boys. Like I still like Fridays, I go drop a card of beer off to the boys at like job sites and stuff and have a beer with them. Like just yeah. for a bit of, I do it most Fridays. Yeah. Um, and like, I was, I'm like, man, I don't want to come back to this. So I was like hustling hard yeah. um, and just doing massive hours. And like, yeah, sort of like, and there's sacrifice to it. That's probably the biggest thing. And a lot of people don't see that and like i know i've probably lost a lot of good friends along the way but it's one of those things i need to you need to like work or you it's hard yeah so but no getting back to like people getting into the industry like what do you do for your first steps is like there's heaps like i probably get hit up twice a week on like instagram facebook of like people wanting to get into the industry which is cool and like i like encourage that and that's what you got to do like we've just had one young bloke just start for us um, I coached him actually in 13's touch oh, um, for the school. So, and he's messaged me since like he was 16. He's like, mate, I really want to get in the industry. I'm like, keep letting me know. But I said, you need to keep getting life experience. Yeah. Like real estate, it's really difficult. Like there's no saying like, and age is just a number, but like if you're 18 trying to get into it straight away, you have no life experience and you just want to go be a sales agent because you think you're going to go drive nice cars and drink 
coffee. Um, <laughs> it, it's not one of those things like you need to get a little bit of life experience behind you so people can trust you with their biggest investment. So um, this guy here just kept messaging me on Instagram and like, and then one like one of our assistants, uh, one of our sales agents in the office um, was getting to the stage where she needed an assistant. And I'm like, I got a guy like he's keen. Like he, this guy's messaged me like a hell of a for lot. Years. And I'm like, <laughs> he just messaged me two weeks ago. He's pretty keen. And then I'm like, right, I'll get him in for an interview. And like had a chat to him. And um, yeah, he's, he's kicked off now. He's working and he's doing yeah, well. Awesome. So yeah, that's what I'd recommend. Just you got to reach out to someone. And if you want to like reach out to me, I'm more than happy to talk to people and try and guide them into the industry. There's not a job always today, but there might be one in six, 12 months time. Yeah. And um, when you first started, did you find that a challenge of being a young person like, starting in that industry i guess not having you had a construction background so you had a little bit of knowledge on how it sort of works but yeah did you find that it was challenging being off david's hip people wouldn't respect you as much because you weren't uh i guess older yeah definitely and like you're always going to get those people but there's a lot of good people and that's what i find about regional is good and like rockhampton community like people like to give people a go and um especially younger people they um are happy to go for a younger person and go, okay, we're going to give him a crack. He's got more energy. Um, he's got more time. Like I don't have kids. And I tell people that when I'm at listening, I'm like, I got no commitments. Like <laughs> I'm your commitment the whole time. I'll yeah. be here. You call me at any time and I'll make sure I get back to you. Yeah. Um, and that's where like people, and no disgrace, like there's people with families and stuff and they've got commitments to their kids and family. And um, that that's cool. But my priority is my work and I want to become number one. So yep. yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, righto. So we just want to, you know, you've, you've gotten to the real estate market. You worked for David for 18 months. Um, talk us through, I guess, your first transaction, your first sale. How was that? Like when you went out on your own, you weren't earning a salary anymore. And it was like, oh, I'm, I'm, you, so it's commission only, I'm guessing. Yeah. How was that? Talk us through that. Do you remember your first sale? Yeah. yeah. 100% <laughs> everyone runs their first. <laughs> um, yeah. So first one was, well, there's sort of two first when you're in the industry. Yeah. So there's my first when I was working under David. So he had the listing and I had the buyer yeah. and sold it. It was in Lilydale Avenue, number 20. Uh, Wendy, shout out to Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, she was good bird, but gave me an absolute hell of a time. She put me through the ringer. Um, <laughs> oh, just like, it's questions that like, if she'd come to me now, I'd be no problem at all but it was like at the time like she was asking me all these tricky questions like how old's the home what's it made of and i'm like and You're i'm just like, dancing I'm, around yeah. the questions yeah yeah <laughs> i'm like i'll have to get back to you but like i was like persistent with it and i think like half halfway through the transaction i told it was like my first sale and she was like cool about it um which was awesome and yeah so like that was that one then i had my first sale uh, when um when i went out on my own it was like my first commission check and when you're in the office and you're your new agent, you're hungry as. So, and all the old guys are like, we don't want that listing, that shit. Like, <laughs> that's a terrible property. Uh, you're like, I'll take anything. I'll take anything. Like, I really didn't care. And um, it came, it was this property out of Gracemere and um, it was in Tamora Avenue. And Tamora, it's not the greatest area. There's a lot of housing commission around it. And it just come into the office for some reason. Uh, someone rang up the office and they said, sell it. And all the sales guys like, as if I want to sell that. And this thing here was 200,000. Yeah. And backstory to it was the guy owned it was from Western Australia and um, he paid 400,000 for it. So the house is worth 200, he paid 400. It's a massive gap <laughs> and he's going to burn heaps of money. So you yeah. imagine he was happy. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, um, so this house had tomorrow, I, um, 
spoke to him, listed it for 249, which everyone in the office laughed at me and said, that's way too much. And I was thinking, oh, geez, I'm in trouble here. I could be inheriting this property for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to work on this for six months. Um, but no, I um, just, I did open homes on like Thursday nights in the worst suburb ever, but I was like, I was hungry. I wanted to do it. So Thursday night, did it Saturday, Saturday afternoon. I just did heaps of trying to get inter like interest in this property. And we were in the worst real estate market that's ever been seen in a regional sort of area. So like- Rocky, At that time? At that time. Yep. So like it was hard enough going into it, but like my mindset was like, if I can do it in the worst market of Rockhampton when it flourishes and when the market comes great, I'm just going to go to another level. So yep. that's what my mindset was the whole time. Um, so yeah, this property in Tomorrow Avenue just kept doing it. And then I tripped over this buyer. I don't know how, but I did not let go of them. <laughs> and they purchased it. Uh, they were down from Orange actually. And- um, they moved up, they brought their caravan. They said, look, I'll meet you there Saturday. We're driving up. I'm like, sweet. And met them there. <laughs> Do you have a good feeling? Or? Oh, I had a good feeling. <laughs> I had a good vibe from this lady and she's a lovely lady. And um, anyway, they purchased it. And I said to myself, as I settlement date came, gave over the keys. They were stoked. These people really, really happy. And um, I said, I never want to sell that property ever again. <laughs> <laughs> it was a no, it was like four months worth of like pain trying to um, do it. Anyway. And then um, probably now I've sold the house three times. The that, same that same property. Same property. <laughs> I'm like, this bastard doesn't go away. <laughs> um, but no, it keeps selling. And, and that's the thing. It's just like, um, once I guess once you give good service, it keeps coming back. And then those people came back to me. And yeah, just sort of, that was the first sale, both sides, which was good. So it's pretty yeah. funny. Yeah, cool. Well, let's just talk a little bit about, you know, your first sale and, and to where you are now at Ray White Rockhampton. Um, we had a little bit of chat before we got on today. Um, just talk to people a little bit about that journey from your first sale. You said you've been in the, the industry for four years now yeah. and now you are principal of Ray White Rockhampton. So how did that sort of look? Yeah. Um, so I've been like over the time, like in my first, obviously that Tomorrow Avenue was my first sale, like first year, like you don't expect to do heaps and like I did 30 sales first year. So like wasn't killing it, but like starting to get some traction, which was good. And then um, the second year, did 60 deals and then last year did 117. Um, yeah. So like getting a lot more traction now, but like that journey sort of, it's been a bit of a crazy journey over the time, like going from being associate in the office, like new shit kicker. I did everything from clean the bins to 10,000 letterbox drops on a weekend because I was silly <laughs> enough to. Um, did you do that yourself, did you? Yeah. <laughs> and Emily used to, I'm like, you used to go drop these here. And then I started getting smarter and started employing people like these kids at the footy and stuff. Like, go do this. Want some cash? <laughs> yeah, that's what it was like. Um, and then I got the folks onto it. Everyone was in, which was good. And that's what you've got to be in real estate. You've got to be 100% in. If you're not in, there's no point doing it. Um, but yeah, so it went from... Um, being associate, did that for 18 months and then uh, went out to being my own agent, um, 30 deals, six deals, and then to 115. And then last November, uh, bought in 50-50. So Dave and I are uh, business partners now, which is awesome. So going from the bottom sort of to the top um, and now pretty much run the whole office and we got like a rent roll side with um, yeah 700 plus properties and we've got 12 sales agents and the office nearly combined is like 25. So got to work and manage staff now too. That's a quick journey to um, a, an associate to a principal, man. Like I don't think there'd be too many people, um, yeah, your age as a principal in Australia? Uh, no, there's not many. I was, um, I think I'm the youngest one um, within Australia, within the Ray White group, I mean. Um, but no, it's been good. And like it was, 
it's probably more the journey of like when I got into that prison um, principles, like, I don't know, it's something I really wanted to do. And as we we're talking before, is like, um, I had to ask David for that, like if he was willing to, and he was really like, he's a great bloke. And that's what he said. Yep. hundred percent. Let's look at it. And like, this was sort of planning, um, like the transaction happened November last year, but it was like a year prior to that of like me trying to get finance for this ridiculous loan, which is super tough. And that's what like, it took so much time to get all that stuff sorted on all the nitty gritty. Yeah, cool, bro. Yeah, so, you know, you're into the principal role now. What's, you got like room for growth in the region. We spoke a little bit about you guys purchased the other Ray White uh, franchise in Rocky City. Um, what's the plans for, you know, the next few years at, with you as a principal for Ray White? Um, yeah, we've got big plans and stuff. So like um, we're obviously the only Ray White within the area now within the Rockhampton. Um, and um, yeah, we've got plans. We want to go expand further, uh, maybe down coast wise. And, yep. um, but our goal is to double our business um, within the next like 18 months. So yep. we're on a quick um, plan, I guess, to do that. And like David and myself are the youngest principals within the area so there's a lot of um aging principles i guess in that space um yep. so yeah we're just gonna have a look at that and but we've got growth for like um our sales team like we're looking like we've put i think five people on the last probably like six months and like just trying to give people opportunity to get into the industry and do it like the market's doing probably the best it's been in history type here um so we've got to really run off that and um that's it's good and that's what we want to try and grow that rent roll side as well and try and help more investors and um people get into the market yeah good work bro that's awesome eh? um well we'll go into now just uh that was a cool journey to listen to um just some advice and a bit of education on people who might be looking at buying their first home with a partner or their first investment home your services at ray white if someone come to you uh today and said hey i'm looking at buying my first home um just walk us through some stuff that what what do they sort of got to look for? Is there some stuff that they have to do prior to getting a loan? Um, just I think it'd be some good insight for people because they don't really teach us at school or anywhere. So unless your family's been in the uh, investment market or the real estate industry, I feel like a lot of young people are a bit lost or don't know where to start. So maybe the first steps or that people should be doing uh, when they're looking for an, their first home. Yeah, it's a good question. I get a fair bit, like people send through a message, hey, what do I got to do? And that's something they probably should teach in school, be good, um, like about like saving for a deposit and things you got to do. But the first step is um, once obviously you have a job, because um, that's the first thing you need around, <laughs> around buying a property if you want to start at the Unless basics. you win the lotto or something. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. Um, yeah, so um, like you just reach out to even like myself or someone if you want to and um, getting in touch with like either a bank or a mortgage broker um, that would be like your first step to actually find out what your lending capacity is because there's no point going signing a contract for a $600,000 home when you can only afford a $300,000 home. Um, so talking to a finance person is definitely the first step. Um, and then once you know what your budget is, it's quite obviously with how technology sort of um, evolved at the moment, like every like realestate.com, Facebook, yep. everything like that. And we get people reach out like, there's a lot of off-market opportunities at the moment. So people shoot me a text all the time and say, hey, if something comes up, like this, this is what we're chasing, we're ready to go. Um, so that's what I'd recommend is like talk to a mortgage broker first or mortgage broker is someone that pretty much goes to the bank for you. You don't pay anything, it's free, uh, free service and they go and find the best deal for you. So um, a person that might work in education, there's a bank made for education or if you're a doctor, there's a doctor one or if you're a tradesman, there's a tradesman bank that like they give you 
better interest rates rather than just going to like um, the big four, just walking into one bank where it's like a captive sort of market. So uh, talking to someone in finance is definitely a first step. And then from there, start looking for a property. And like, it just really depends like what your lifestyle is. If you want to li- obviously live at the beach, north side, south side, uh, what sort of suburbs, like if you've got a budget of 200, it's going to be a bit of a struggle to buy in like your, your range, your Frenchfuls and stuff like that. But there's still entry level homes there that you might be able to get into. But having a deposit is definitely another important side to it. Like a 5% deposit, you can get a loan for at the moment um, on a property, um, but desirable is probably like your 20%, uh, but you don't really need that. There's a lot of government grants out for first home buyers at the moment. There's heaps of like, government's been sponsored, like heaps of heaps of like grants, which is yeah, awesome. I wanted to go into that a little bit, like the, the first homeowner's grant for some people, like is there any limitations to that or um, just walk, you know, a little bit about sort of how that works? Um, and then, yeah, the deposit side of things, people might not know about the, if you can't get the 20% deposit. So just walk us through that as well. Yeah. So there's lots of government grants and it's just finding the one that suits for you. Like if you want to build a home, um, like there's grants there to go, you don't pay stamp duty um, and they give you like $20,000 to get going. Uh, but trying to build at the moment, it's pretty impossible. Like we were talking about before, it's like, the building industry is nuts. Um, but if you're going to purchase an established home, um, you don't get that $20,000 up front, um, but you don't pay stamp duty in the property, which can save you like roughly anywhere from 5,000 through to like 15. Yep. Um, but then going back to your deposit, like 20% is ideal. Like that's the, you don't pay lender's mortgage insurance. If you go down to your 5%, uh, you do pay lender's mortgage insurance, but there's actually grants around at the moment if you can get your hands on to them is um, you don't pay that LMI um, on that 15% that you're short on. So you only need 5% deposit and the government will back you on that other side and you don't pay lender's mortgage insurance, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's a cool incentive, eh? Like I think, um, yeah, young people getting in the property market's a good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, we um we looked at well we had some notes for that LMI because you know we didn't really know about it much and like we're looking to get in the property market as well. So, um and we we had a few friends that just got into property as well and like they didn't even realise that the lenders mortgage insurance because it's only recently what in the last few years you've been allowed to deposit anything less than twenty percent. Yeah, it, it really depends on postcodes. Um, like we're pretty fortunate here in regional, like we can go down to that five percent. But yeah, in Previous years, it was like 20% or nothing at all. And it's a tough road. You've got to pay lenders more insurance, which can bank up quite a fair bit. And that that actually gets tacked onto like your loan on top. So you're paying, so if you buy the house for 300 lengths mortgage is like um, 15 grand, it's like 315 your loan's got to be. So yeah. 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 So what, just for people who don't actually know what lenders mortgage insurance is, what is that just in a nutshell for people trying to get into the property market? Yeah, it's like a, um, it's an insurance policy for the bank pretty much. So if you don't repay your loan, it's like having health insurance for yourself um, as a person, but it's for the bank. So the banks pay, it's like a premium, which is gets tacked onto the end of loan. So you pay for that as a client, Um, but it just pretty much reassures the bank to say, look, if everything goes bad and we got to repossess the house, we got that insurance cover over it. And is there any other options without uh, outside lenders mortgage insurance for young people? Like can their parents go guarantor or is there, is there other sort of ways that they can use a, another investment from their families to get that deposit? Yeah. The best, like best way is obviously talk to someone in finance to it, but like you can get like um, your parents to be a guarantor, which is um, good. So parents can do that or, um, sometimes like parents can help chip in with a deposit if they if you need to um, or they can redraw back on their house a little bit or put their house up as security so 
there's heaps of different avenues. Um, investors talk straight to like a mortgage broker and they'll say, okay, you're this age, this is what the house is. And they'll, they'll just nut it right out for you and say, okay, you need to come up with, if you want to buy a $300,000 home, you need to come up with X amount or like 400. This was, but the biggest thing is finding out like, if you're on a wage of like $40,000, uh, 40,000 a year, like you might only be able to borrow like 200, but if you're on a wage of like 80 or 90,000 a year, like you can probably borrow up to like five, 600. So it's just finding that cap for a start. And then from there you work backwards and then work at, okay, how much deposit do I need? Am I going to be able to save that between now and when I want to buy and working at sort of reverse order, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And what's something like, what's good to look for people entering the market? Like, the good and the bad, what should people look out for? You know, they want to get the bang for their buck like in, in value as well. Is there anything people should sort of be looking for in a property when they are scouting where they want to live for their budget? Yeah, it's a bit of a funny one. Even like four years ago when I like started in real estate, everyone was just trying to buy the cheapest houses. Like, and the sort of the bracket under that 250 was selling quick. I was like, we'd list something um, in like, obviously like in Rocky sort of area um, and anything on 250 would sell quick because everyone's like, sweet, let's get the good buy. We can renovate it. We're mm. happy to put the hard work into it. Yeah. Um, I feel at the moment, it's just like with all these government grants around, everyone wants the new shiny thing. Yep. So like all the houses um, that are like sub 300 are getting harder to sell. Anything um, 300 to sort of 450 just run out the door quickly at the moment. So I don't know, I feel like people our age sort of are looking for like the new shiny thing, like always, everyone wants the, new, the latest and greatest thing. The last <laughs> yeah. thing they want to put up is a renovator on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I find the best value and like myself and Emily are purchasing this at the moment is like um, homes to do up. And that's where you get your, if you want to make a little bit of money outside like your nine to five job is buy a home that you can put a little bit into, put an extra bathroom in or something like that. And you get a bit of value and you can actually sell it on, make some money. Um, where like those homes between like your three and 450, it's hard to get a big gain from those because they're sort of they're new they're ready to move straight into so if i was looking to purchase like i always am like i'm buying anything probably to 250 sub sub 250 if it needs work the more work it needs the better and it's just finding that location yeah location's key yeah um like you want to stay in like a fairly nice suburb last thing you want to do is buy somewhere that floods um if like you want to renovate it and flip it. Um, but if that's what you can afford, like there's heaps of good affordable homes in that flood area, like you can pick up a home for like 120 grand, which is awesome for some people that just want to get into the market because it's cheaper to buy a house for 120 grand and live in it yeah. than pay someone four or 500 bucks a week rent. Yeah. Um, you can repayments on 100 grand is literally nothing, like it's probably 80 bucks a week. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's why like it's just finding your pockets and there's a lot of good pockets in Rocky and that's what... Um, it's finding the little gems and you just need need to know like and i tell people all the time like if you're looking to buy something and you're looking at a house even if it's not with our agency shoot me a message and just say hey mate i'm looking at buying this address in this location what's your thoughts because i can do a search straight away to go okay what homes are around it is there like government housing is there like yeah what's the crime rate like i can do all searches like that and i tell people all the time like i'm not going to be like oh don't buy through that agency or anything i'd be like i'd rather help someone because like last thing you want to do is buy something and then not know there's like, yeah, bad houses around it. For sure. So people that ask to say like someone has in mind, they want to live maybe somewhere on the south side and they've only got maybe a 300K budget, for example, they can get in touch with you if there's not something available and say, this is what I'm looking for. And if something comes up, you can call me. Is yeah. that sort of what you guys are doing? Yeah, definitely. And that's happening more and more at the moment because 
Um, supply is probably short at the moment, but there's a lot of buyers in the market. Uh, people shoot me messages all the time and say, hey, let me know. And I've got like just a notebook full of people ready to roll. And um, so when I go to actually list people's property, I'm saying, look, I've got 10 people I can ring straight away about this and let them know. And, and that creates competition. And like we are getting that premium price for the vendor, but the buyers are still happy because they're getting that first opportunity and um, getting into the market there. But heaps of good opportunities like Southside, some good opportunities over here at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I guess one more thing before we sort of wrap it up, like, yeah, in investment property for young people. Is it a good option, do you think, to start with an investment property or um, do you think buying a first home and then having that as an asset to sort of then use um, the equity to buy an investment property? Any sort of recommendations around that for young people or like have any experience from yourself? Um, it's a bit of a double-edged sword, this one, like, some people look at the option and go, okay, um, we can buy an investment property in Rockhampton, but we can live in Brisbane and it sort of counteracts that we're in the market. Like that's a good option there. Um, if you're living in the area, I'd probably just recommend buying a house um, and living in if you can, or if you're still living home with your parents, like someone's young and they want to get into the market. Like it's an, I did the same thing. Like I live with mum and dad. <laughs> and bought an investment probably i'm making money while living with mum dad and they're paying for everything yeah. <laughs> uh, but you got to do it like and parents are happy for that so um yeah it's a good time to buy an investment property and like if you can find those little hidden gems like there's a lot of good suburbs like wandle at the moment it's performing well and i think like in the future that's somewhere i'm look actively looking because there's a couple of spots in there that are getting closer and the prices are just jumping further and further and people want to live there um, so it's just finding those little gems in it and buying investment property at the moment is good. Like I, I'm, I'm actively looking for them. Um, so like people should be looking for investment properties, like rents are doing really well. Vacancy rates below 1% at the moment. It's like the lowest it's ever been. Um, and you get that capital growth off the back of it, but you do need to be really mindful about where you buy and like the location locations key. And when you buy the investment property, do you think, um, you were saying before off air, like uh, spending more money to do those renovations, um, is that going to be worth your while or bang for your buck to increase that weekly rental uh, income? Yeah, it's um, with doing like, if it's an investment property, I just do the bare, like the basics to it. Like you might just want to do a bathroom and stuff, um, but you wouldn't go and put down like fresh grass because tenants aren't going to look after grass. Like <laughs> yeah. you've always rented, you know what it's like, yeah. you don't look after the grass. <laughs> yeah. um, but like if that's something you can do before you go to sell it to get the capital growth. So you might go through and do like a paint job on the inside quickly, um, do up another bathroom, put some nice grass down, then you sell it and you get the capital growth. But for an investment property, um, I would just try and buy something that's nearly ready to roll yep. and just get straight into the market and start renting it because the quicker um what a lot of people don't understand is like people buy these investment properties and i talk to investors all the time and like they're trying to um hold out like they might have the property vacant for three weeks and it's 400 dollars a week rent like they're missing out on just over a grand in rent but they're like oh we'll just try and find another tenant or they don't want to reduce the rent by ten dollars a week um, but they've missed out on all that, yeah. that one month. <laughs> yeah, income, so. They just can't get it through their head. I'm like, mate, like you don't want to reduce it $10 a week because someone's offered you $10 less a week for um, your property. They're like, nah, just tell them to jam it. And it's just- <laughs> They're losing like, money by no one being in there. That's right. Your property has been sitting there for two, three weeks vacant and you've just lost X amount. Like that's going to take a year and a bit to recover. Yeah. Um, so that's, you just got to be mindful of that. And like talking to someone that um, is in the know and like getting a good property manager um, is really critical. 
um, and having someone there that looking after it, making sure your biggest asset is well looked after and you're getting the right tenants in the place. Because the last thing you want to do is get someone that's going to trash the whole home. Cool. So you guys do the property management. We're just going to wrap up now. So probably plug yourself. You guys can do that property management, I'm guessing. Um, yeah, we do property management, sales and everything like that. So And like for people, like to go over the whole recap of everything, like people that do want to get in the industry, like reach out to me. I'm more than happy to chat. Or like if someone is looking for to purchase property, reach out. Or if someone looking to get an investment, like I'm happy to chat to anyone. Like I'm an open book. Don't be scared to shoot me a message or give me a call. Like messages, I'm probably bit bad of it if you got 10 minutes give me a buzz and like i'll have a quick chat and like yeah numbers on anywhere on facebook and stuff so you can just give me a call at any stage yeah so where can people find you facebook instagram website yeah f yeah facebook instagram um yeah website like ray white website or yeah billboard around you'll see it somewhere all right, bro. This has been an awesome episode. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, Tyler, anything else? No, nah, we appreciate your time and good insight for young people um, like, like ourselves. Like we're looking at the property market. So great insight and we appreciate your time today. Uh, we'll plug Riley's socials where you can find him if you have any questions about property or looking to get in the market. Um, probably on Insta when we post this up and on the podcast info. So cheers, Riley. It's been, uh, it's been a good app. Cheers, fellas. Appreciate it.